0: Hello, this is Dolk from Comfort. Right now I'm at 70,000 tons of metal. And uh, you're listening to Brutally
1: Delicious Podcast. So I guess let's talk about the uh, the crew first. So you guys have done, with 200 shows, you've done a bunch of European festivals, right? Yeah. How does a European festival... When it's a destination compared to something like this where you're...
0: what well, uh, something like this, we, you know, we already know, know kind of what we went to because we went to Barge to Hell um, Oh, okay, few, years ago. A few years ago, yeah. But it was uh, not as packed as this boat is, but I mean still we knew what we <laughs> went uh, to went, uh, to, you know, but I mean uh, the difference here is like uh, when you play festivals at least in Europe you have this sort of uh, isolation with the backstage mm-hmm. which you don't have here so I mean you walk into all the fans here so it's a completely different thing actually but I,
1: and that can go both ways though right that, that can go both ways for sure yeah for sure but I, I mean, think now at year 10 though they're probably fans are probably a little bit know the etiquette a little bit more maybe and yeah. they're not interrupting I hope when you're eating pizza or doing something exactly there's uh, yeah people have uh, developed uh,
0: manners <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but I mean um, it's a good thing here you know here at this cruise ship we are sort of the f- one of the few mo- uh, most extreme bands here in that way, that you could put it in black metal direction, but I mean uh, so you have a lot of different audience here, so I mean it's not
1: a, not a problem at all. So yeah. that was one of my later questions, but you yeah. touched on it now. It's pretty interesting, I think, seeing not only the multi-generational fans, yeah. which I'm sure you're getting, because you've been in this for a while, so you're getting like people like me bringing in their kids to the shows, yeah. but you're also getting people who don't even like... They're here for Leaves Eyes or yeah. they're here for Epica and they come across your kind of show. That's a pretty cool exposure, right? Yeah, for sure.
0: It's a, That's a good thing, actually. Uh, because we noticed that uh, pretty much we'd come for at least the five last years now that we have done live shows that uh, you might think that everyone knows about you, but they don't, you know. So, I mean, it's a good thing. So you, you play
1: festivals where people don't know you and all of a sudden they're... Getting to recognize you in a way. Not only that, yeah. but you're also getting people like me who are bringing their kids, right, to For the sure. shows. The For same, sure. hey, in you sure. guys gotta check out yeah. Campfire. Camp yeah, Am I
0: pronouncing that, that right? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you're pronouncing it right. And that's really good too, because uh, during the years now, you know, in the early years when we started touring with Comfort, you had this old school, really old school metal fans. Uh, and uh, with Comfort, especially, we try to develop the music sort of. Um, uh, not in a new direction but I mean more and more it's different though than mm-hmm. there was in the last uh, in, the few, in the beginning so I mean uh, the thing is uh, you kind of grab new audience in a way right. and uh, for me that has been playing with Comfort for 25 years and I mean that's not my first band either but I mean this is the band I have been doing for 25 years and I, I see a lot of difference because it's very it's very funny actually to see uh, some of these die hard fans that you had in the early 90s uh, where their their sons actually coming through our
1: yeah, shows yeah right? yeah which is I mean I see some of that yeah. here and I know yeah. I take my kids not necessarily like Camp yeah. for our show but yeah. I take them to see shows like Exodus or something yeah. and like exactly. you know, this is what I grew up on yeah. 30 years ago or yeah. whatever so it's kind of cool Exactly I know you mentioned it again but did you ever imagine you'd be doing this 25 30 years later I mean cuz extreme metal especially 25 years ago was pretty underground right Yeah it was pretty
0: underground but I mean um, no I, I wouldn't have uh,
1: predicted that
0: but uh, in a way you know, as the year passed by, this is this is sort of who I am. You know, I have I have three kids now. Uh, I mean, it's a big difference, uh, but I mean, um, I'm still who I am, and I mean, uh, it doesn't feel unnatural to do this. Right.
1: Yeah. So, Ophidian's manifests mm. came out. When you guys are writing, and I don't know if this applies to you at all, and if it doesn't, you can tell me no. But are you writing? So the fans have something, if there's a takeaway for the fans, is some kind of meaning behind it, or are you writing just these songs for specific songs sake? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question actually, because uh, you know, normally with Comfort, uh, we kind of, we can have this uh, rough idea where to go. But especially with the last album, it became, <laughs> it, be- it kind of shapes, during the way when you start creating you know when you start the process of creating new stuff it became so personal in a way because uh, me personally now for the last two and a half year has been at a very very dark spot personally so I mean that uh, that's uh, kind of got the whole essence of hell in a way so it became much more personal than we had in mind you find it to be cathartic yeah, yeah more, it's more, uh, it's more of a, you know, how, how can I put it, it's more of a mental state of mm. mine, I think, this album, uh, it became very personal, and it became, uh, it became more of the The roots of life and death in, in general, I think, because uh, it's, uh, I mean, If you're close to death that I was, you know, two Mm -hmm. and a half years ago, that kind of shapes you in a way. Sure. Uh, And I think that that album, especially Ophidian's Manifest, has been shaped uh, very much about that. Uh, And the lyrics also, you know, and uh, there's also some stuff that you cannot control during all this process, like this process, when we usually go... I have a cabin up in the mountains in Norway and that's where we have been going for the last three albums actually to create I don't know if it's a mind fuck up or something, but for us it works very well to just right. go,
1: go there So I'm not I don't claim to know a whole lot about the origins yeah. of black metal But yeah. isn't black metal sort of tied into the whole nature thing for sure
0: especially especially in Norway it is I yeah. mean, but it's impossible to not being that way also I think because if you are a Norwegian like I am I, I know nothing else than being a Norwegian because that's what I've been growing up to and uh, for us we are very close connected to nature all the time even if you want to know or not you know it's only the big city like Oslo now which is a, a bit different but I mean if you live in uh, the rest of Norway you're always close connected to nature so I mean that's, that has shaped everything gotcha yeah Okay. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know if this applies, and who do you think is carrying the true Norwegian black metal torch, so to speak, nowadays? Because there's different versions of black metal all over the place, but who would you say, in your opinion, is carrying that, besides Campfire, who's carrying yeah. that torch?
0: I think, I, I
1: think honestly, to be really honest now,
0: I think it's less and less, actually. Uh, because uh, all the old bands also disappear, in a way, so we're not so many left what i see now in norway especially like um, the new bands that are coming up which is kind of disappointed to me because when black metal started uh, to be come worldwide you know in the early 90s uh, it it had one big essence and the, the essence was that every band kind of pushed the limits in uh, right or left or whatever, you know, We're, but we went in different directions and I think that the new bands that are coming up now in Norway, they play more on what we used to do 25 years ago in a way, so uh, in my opinion, there's great that they do that, but there's nothing new in right. a way so uh, in my opinion, to be carrying the torch to do something differently, you have to do something differently
1: Right, no, that
0: makes sense And I don't think that's many of us left I think Gals Vird is a really good example of someone who's trying to push the limits But he's one of the yeah.
1: originators from for way back sure, when as well For sure, yes. he's one
0: of the originators, but still he pushed the limits yes, yeah. And I, I have the same thing with Comfort Because we have been doing this for many, many years But still we try to push the limits to go in, in new directions in a way, and I, I, in my opinion there's not much bands left that do that, I mean, uh, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, really honor and I feel really great about uh, um, several bands. Uh, in black metal, but I don't think there are so many left that push the limits. For to be honest, okay. I think *Gallswild* is one of the uh, one of the uh, things I can that I can come off
1: with right gotcha. now. Okay. Yeah. So that whole scene you're talking about the early '90s, the black metal scene. Later, yeah. what do you think of that movie? Not even close? <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, it's it's, it's uh, really um, funny to see, actually,
0: because there there's some points in that movie that are really correct. Because you probably knew some of those guys, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were stepping in the middle of it all back then, you know. But, uh, I mean... Uh, for me, what what is uh, is the most uh, funny part to see actually that movie is something that I don't think people think too much about these days, but back in the nineties uh, in Norway, you know, we didn't have internet, we right. didn't we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have that kind of connection. We had r- uh, handwritten letters, you know. Right. So the thing with the with the thing is like. Uh, in Norway especially there was was a lot of these uh, so-called black packers that came from Poland, Portugal, Spain, France, you know, whatever. And they, they just came because we had the, the written address on the envelopes. Oh, to the record store? No, they came home to, to our places. Oh, knock, really? Knocking on, uh, on our really? door, you know. And my home address was not my home address because of that. My home address was with my parents. So a lot of people just came. You oh, know? I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big movement, you know. And people were knocking on the door and my father come to me with this car full of these people <laughs> you know they are here to see you so I had to let them in and uh, have a, co- a coffee and sometimes they slept over and stuff but these guys they have a major uh, story in, in which I sh- think this movie miss because these guys have a, a major influence in the whole Norwegian thing because those guys were visiting maybe Isham. Uh, From Emperor one day, and the next day they visited me, and the next day they went to Euronymous in Oslo, and that's how we all got to hear about each other. Ah, and we hear and we heard about each other that you know, uh, Ishan he told me this and that, and he's doing this and he's doing that because uh, it's people don't think about that now because now we have internet, now we are so overflowing with information, right? But we didn't have that information back then, so. We almost like uh, you know, like uh, all the uh, Indians, you know. <laughs> like we heard because we lived in in Norway, there was a huge mountain, mm-hmm. and on the other mountain there were Asians living, and on the other mountain. But yeah, I it's a whole living. other world away. Exactly. So we kind of with different worlds, but still we connected in a way, uh, and I, s- I think that movie m- misses that link because right. that link made a much more a huge impression on they everyone.
1: were going for sensationalism yeah. though for sure exactly
0: right so I mean uh, but uh, the movie itself it's uh, <laughs>
1: it is what it is it is a movie right so. no I, I yeah. 100% agree yeah. are we okay I'm not Yeah, I'm not uh, yeah. Okay. driving you nuts okay uh, so when you're writing especially the new record do you find it hard not writing the the same record over and over again I mean
0: yeah, that has been uh, the main issue for Comfort for me because um, when we did uh, the th- um, the album in two thousand fourteen uh, called uh, the that was the edge that we were standing on actually because we went into Abbey Studio in Sweden, and uh, that was the first time in for like uh, fourteen years I was really sweating because I was so nervous because I uh, was trying to go to different places, you know, with the, with the singing, sure. with the vocals, with everything. Uh, you know, and uh, that's 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 because of what you say. We came to that conclusion that we are safe in what we do. We could do this over and over again, we can make another album, no stress at all. But to be moving forward and to take the tor- torch and really move forward with you have to step out of that bubble, right. and that's what we did uh, in 2014, and we still continue on that road. And that is actually a main issue for us.
1: But it's a conscious effort, right? Though, because yeah, it it's is. easy to slip back. I think it is. It is.
0: It's. Uh, it really is. But it's a main focus for us.
2: All right, what is up? It is Pathos back here again with your pick of the day on the Brutally Delicious Podcast. What I have for you today is a band out of Central California and Hadonia. Describing themselves as an entity unleashing a void of insanity that will devour your mind And make you question your very own existence only to leave you wanting more The song you have underneath me here is viral it, which premiered on slam worldwide back in the summer of 2019 You can find them on all your major streaming sites Band camps check out their music video for this song on YouTube. You know, obviously guys. What are we talking here? We're talking brutal, just slamming, devastating deathcore here. I mean, what's not to like about this? A lot of times deathcore bands seem to overdo uh, the same thing. What I like about what they're doing here is they have that great atmosphere that goes with the brutal guitars and just the hammering drums. The vocals make you think that your world is coming to an end. I mean, that's just a devastating voice. This band first reminded me of Agon. If you guys remember them from about five, ten years ago, they also seem to blacken up their sound a whole lot, which you know I'm a huge fan of. The overall atmosphere that that helped create with the song, it just there's nothing like it in my opinion. Overall, if you want to take a jackhammer to your brain so you can't see anything anymore and your world goes dark, check these guys out. They really seem to have their whole act together, so I'm definitely one that's going to be checking them out more. So make sure you check them out. That's Ann Hedania out of Central California. This is their song, Virulence. Please go online and support them. Buy some CDs, buy some shirts, give them some views, give them some likes. Until next time, this is Pathos with your Pig of the Day on the Brutally Delicious Podcast.